Train hard, live strong, family. What's up, everyone? Coach Matt here, your host and owner of Athletic Beings Training and Apparel. Ladies and gentlemen, today we have an incredible guest speaker coming to the show. But before we even introduce her, if this is the first time you are tuning into the podcast, your very first episode ever, this is going to be the place where you're going to learn the ins and outs when it comes down to health and fitness. You'll learn more about training, nutrition, mindset, or you simply want to get inspired in your health and fitness journey or to even begin your health and fitness journey. You're going to find all that plus more here on the show. Not only that, but we bring on amazing guest speakers just like we're about to have today. We've had on a 100 plus and still counting all to come up on here and share their story, their experiences, their knowledge to fulfill our mission and vision here on the show, which is to simply inspire people to believe in themselves. And ladies and gentlemen, if you've been a part of the Train Lifestyle family for a while now, you've been tuning in every Monday and Thursday, but still have not left a review, please take about a minute or two to do so. You can review us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It's one of the best ways you can support this podcast, along with sharing it with your best friends, your gym buddies, your moms, your dads, your uncles, your cousins, whoever. But before we even jump into this amazing episode with our incredible guest speaker today, let's go ahead and give a nice little shout out to our friends at Athletic Greens. Ladies and gentlemen, like I said before, I started taking Athletic Greens for many reasons, but to shorten the list, I started because you're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance and because AG1 is a small micro habit with big benefits, it's one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. With the many nutritional lifestyles that are out there, it's also great to know that Athletic Greens is lifestyle friendly. So whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, this is going to fit nice and well-rounded with inside your nutritional lifestyle. And as I always mention, ladies and gentlemen, your health is the foundation of your entire life. I've been taking Athletic Greens for the past four months every single day on an empty stomach early in the morning, and it's how I feel has rejuvenated my health. And what I mean by that is obviously whenever you train, you break down a lot of different things. And whenever you eat and you're eating well-rounded, you're feeding your body, you're helping your body on an optimal level. You're doing great things whenever you eat these incredible foods. But there's always a little piece that's missing and something that we can give more to, and that's the micros, the vitamins and minerals that your body intakes every single day. Is it enough? Can you add more value to it? And by adding more value, how is it going to impact your life? That's what Athletic Greens brings to the table. That's the missing piece. And this is how great this is how great doing one small thing every single day can truly impact the rest of your life. So, ladies and gentlemen, to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash THLS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com forward slash THLS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I'm going to put that link in the show notes, ladies and gentlemen, so you can just click and go and check out Athletic Greens and take your health to the next level. Ladies and gentlemen, now we are getting down to introducing the incredible guest speaker today, a three-time Miss Fitness Olympia, truly an amazing woman, and just an overall go-getter, and an owner of multiple businesses, and seriously is such an inspiration just to hear her story and hear her voice. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's introduce to the show, Miss Whitney Jones. You know, we like to control our outcome. So if someone is saying that to you, And when you're in a dark place, when you're in a depressed state, it is hard to have that realization and want to fight, but you have to fight. I mean, you have that choice. And 
even in the moments for people who are in deep depression, during those moments, they have times where they don't want to be there. They don't want to sit in that state. They want to change it. You need to take advantage of those moments where you feel that glimmer of hope and fight and make a decision to fight. Hey everyone, Coach Matt here and you're listening to the Train Hard Live Strong Podcast where we bring on the top fitness pros, top fitness influencers, motivational speakers and people who have gone through dramatic transformations and we're all here to inspire you to believe in yourself. If you have not yet, go ahead and check out our website, trainhardlivestrong.com. You can see all the new upcoming guest speakers and all the amazing things coming your way. Welcome to another life-changing episode. Amazing episode here on the Trainer Livestrong podcast. And uh, as I always say, we bring on, you know, amazing guest speakers. And today I am honored and just extremely happy to introduce a three-time Miss Fitness Olympia, <laughs> Miss Whitney Jones. What's up, Whitney? What's up? How are you? Good morning. <laughs> good morning. Yeah, no, I'm great. I'm great. Uh, it's so good to have you here. Uh, it's been, you know, I didn't, I didn't think that I would have had you on here because I know a lot of you get super busy. So just the fact that we can be here talking and for me to hear your story and have you share all these amazing things to all of our listeners, I'm just, I'm really happy to have you here. Well, thanks. I love this stuff. So sometimes though, you may have to shut me up because I do like <laughs> to talk. I just go, go, go. So yeah, just kind of say zip it, wit. Let's go. Moving on. <laughs> zip it, wit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, awesome. So, uh, so obviously, a lot of people are going to know who you are because um, you're you're pretty you know famous in the Olympia space and bodybuilding space and all that you know greatness. Um, but maybe a lot of us don't know exactly who Whitney was before your three time Miss Fitness Olympia. So who was Whitney before all these things began to happen? Well, um, I've always been into sports. I grew up doing every sport that my parents would actually let me do. Um, and I had two older brothers. So it was like just trying to keep up with them. I was definitely more of a tomboy just because, again, it's like that's what I was used to. Um, but then, you know, it's like I went through um, in high school, college, I did cheerleading. You know, what, what I do now in the fitness division is, mm-hmm. you know, for anyone who doesn't know, I'm in the bodybuilding realm. I'm an IFBB fitness pro. But my division is the one where we do the flips and the tricks and you have to do a two minute choreograph routine. So it's not like getting on stage and flexing. It's doing gymnastics, backflips, tumbling passes, strength moves, dance choreography. And then my niche is breakdancing, um, which so totally cool. random. <laughs> That's but, so awesome. Um, <laughs> I know. It was like I have, again, no experience. I was not a gymnast growing up, had no formal training in that. Um, That's I was insane. a cheerleader. I know. Right. It's like. Honestly, I credit my two older brothers all the time because mm. when I was young, I used to want to just hang out with them. You know, my parents both worked. And so in the summers, my brothers were my babysitters. Mm-hmm. And in order to get me out of their hair, they'd be like, um, why don't you learn how to do a no-handed cartwheel? Why don't you learn how to do a backflip? Oh, so wow. I would master the skill. <laughs> I would take my pool raft, put it in the yard, and I would work on these skills and once I finally got it, they had to let me hang out with them for a day. Look so at that. <laughs> <laughs> that was my gymnastics training. But <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, that's kind of, I just, I kind of got 
through that like scared or fearful mentality when I was a child, Mm -hmm. just for the mere fact that I wanted to hang out with my brothers and their friends. But um, yeah, just kind of, again, being active as a child. Then after high school, college, I did um, the ASU to Arizona State University. I actually did their dance team there. Mm -hmm. But then it was like, after that, you just kind of, what do you do? You graduate, you get a real job and you're just kind of, fade away in regards to your goals and fitness aspirations. And I hated that, you know, I wanted some additional outlet. So then I actually got into um, marathon and triathlon training and did that for a little bit, but wasn't really my thing. I was a sprinter in track in high school. So I liked the fast paced stuff, not this long distance, but like yeah. nonsense. That was not for me. nonsense. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, wow, this is, you know, kudos to the people who can do it, but oh, yeah, like, absolutely. I want something different. Uh So then I found out, you know, I was a trainer forever and then obviously had learned about this sport and then thought, I'll just try it once. Well, once turned into being addicted and loved it because I just loved that challenge. And then it was just kind of like, huh, maybe I'll do this and see if I could go pro. Ended up going pro and then it was like, (laughs) wow, I wonder if I could ever make it to the Olympia stage and not just be a spectator in the audience made it to the Olympia stage and then um, ended up placing, winning. And here I am, Um, you know, I've only been in the sport 10 years, believe it or not. So, and I've won the title three times. So it's kind of like, whoa, I, I, you know, I had success um, pretty quickly, but honestly, I attribute that to not being so focused on the outcome and rather enjoying the journey. I never was like, I got to win. I got to win mm-hmm. until I like actually placed um, pretty decently in a pro circuit. And then I thought, I wonder if I could place at the Olympia stage. But I was always just focused on bringing my best physique, bringing a routine that was just badass and entertaining, so much fun. Yeah. And then if the outcome worked out, great. If the judges liked it, cool. But I I 100% feel like that's how I became successful. I didn't just focus on the outcome. I focused on something I enjoyed, what I was happy with, and then just bringing the best to my ability. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, again, it just started working out, but I never had that pressure. I feel like athletes and and goal-oriented people put so much pressure on Mm -hmm. the outcome and they lose sight of why they're doing it. They lose Mm -hmm. sight of the journey. And then they put all their eggs in one basket and it's all focused on the outcome versus did you feel good about what you brought to the stage? Do you Mm. know you gave it your all? You did everything every day leading up to the prep and through the prep because you got to feel like you won before you ever hit the stage. And for me, that's the way it was. I was like, I'm ready. I'm not fun. And then the show day is a celebration. It's me finally like showcasing the routine because I keep it all under wraps. Everything's yeah. <laughs> a secret. I want everyone yep. to see it at the, you know, the big show day, the uh-huh. costume, the tan, the hair, the glamour. So it's it's the big reveal. And I just always went into that, um, to the shows with that mindset. And it's worked out. I've been very, very fortunate to have an incredible career. And um, I'm just enjoying every minute of it. That's insane. It's so cool. What's there's a few things that you said that really caught my attention for sure. The one of the biggest ones is obviously whenever you say, you know, people get so isolated and tunnel vision onto uh their goals and what they want to seriously achieve, right? And I think that's great. And you had plenty of goals, I'm sure. You wanted to achieve many different things and and you did, right? But 
I think it's very important, like you said, to stay in the moment and and pay attention to what's here today and what you're going to do today to be better, to then slowly achieve that goal in due time. Whenever it gets time to like, you know, even with competitors or just regular people who people who want have these goals to transform their body or, you know, do something with their health or weight loss or whatever it is. Um, I feel like we get so pressured to achieve something in, in such fast time. And I did, a po- I did a podcast the other day and, um, and I said, and people kind of like resonated with this, I guess, but we, we aren't in any like rush to get out of shape or to not achieve these goals. But whenever it's time to get into shape or do something with your body and health, we're in such a rush to get there. And mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing with all this stuff is like, obviously everything that you are gathering from it on a mindset level, like mentality, yeah. all these things, because uh, you know, Whitney, before you started all these things and before you went on the Olympia stage, like is a different Whitney than who you are now. And I feel like your process totally. obviously taught you so many things. Absolutely. I mean, if you're not changing through the years and changing through your journey, you're not growing and you're not utilizing the opportunity to dig deep and explore, like, what am I made of? What is within wow, me? Yeah. Yep. And I have never wanted to live a mediocre life. I felt like after college, you know, it's like, you just start kind of going through that path. I, you know, got my degree, got a real job, um, got married, and I'm going to have kids. So it's like, those are all amazing things. I would never change any of that. But you still can't lose sight of that, the dream and achieving cool stuff in your life where you you're making a mark. And that's where it was like, okay, well, what am I going to do? I never really knew. I just knew I didn't want to be mediocre. I never wanted to just you know, have ideas and dreams and go 20, 30 years down the road, shoulda, coulda, woulda. Like I never wanted that. I never wanted the what if it's like, try it. And if you fail, who cares? Like (laughs) there's some journeys and fun experiences in life. And you learn from those failures. You learn Mm -hmm. from, you know, getting knocked down or achieving something and going, holy, that was a lot harder than I ever thought, but you learn from it and it's fun. So I just knew this was a path. I didn't know how long I'd be in it, um, but I've loved it. And so I'm still here. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. It's uh, it's incredible to see like how, and I, I don't know what this could be and people believe in different things, but whenever you are, you started doing what you're doing and you started, you know, you went from like an endurance kind of athlete to then jumping into bodybuilding. And then all of a sudden you wanted to do this and then, Hey, let's see if we go pro. And then, now you're a three-time, you know, Miss Fitness Olympia. So like you with, I think, and I'm pretty sure you already know with yourself because this is your journey, but you are just so, and I think you're so in tuned with your self-happiness and like self-awareness mm-hmm. and what you want to do for your body that, like you said, it's crazy. I've never heard an athlete say what you said, how that stage is is a celebration to show off and showcase what you've been working so hard for, for the years prior or however long your prep was or her or like how big of a pro you are or whatnot. But like, I've never heard it like that, where that is now to celebrate what you've been working so hard for. And as competitors, like the prep can get very intense and there's so yeah. many things that you're going against, <laughs> like your health, it, it demands specific things and what you do to get in that much of a lean condition is going against all things that your body wants to do to keep you safe healthy and happy and then for you you to go through that and say positively 
that that stage is a time to celebrate what you've been working so hard for. I think that is mm-hmm. a type of mindset that everyone should gather, no matter what yeah. a sport or athlete you are. Well, I always attribute it to like you look at the metaphor, like people do marathons all the time. Mm-hmm. And if someone, if your friend's like, hey, you know, I'm doing a marathon or I just did a marathon, what do you respond with? You're like, no way. That's incredible. Good job. Never do you ask them, oh, that's cool. Did you win? But yet when it transfers into our sport, right. that's all anyone asks. They're like, right. oh, wow. So how'd you do? Did you win? Yes. And it's, that kind of just frustrates me because just like training for a marathon, you have to put in hours and months and so much time to prepare for it. Same thing with our sport. Mm-hmm. But there's this deciding factor of success based on if you actually won the show. Well, why can't we treat it like a marathon? Just because you didn't win the marathon, you still get just as many congratulations for completing a marathon. Our sport's the same. So I feel like people just need to change the mindset, shift it. You know, if someone asks me, did you win? I could have won Olympia or I could have placed last in the amateur show. And my response is, I absolutely won. I made some incredible changes with my body. I hit the stage. I did what I wanted. And I changed the the context of the message. Mm-hmm. Why does it matter if I won or lost? Like first place, second place, non-placing. If I completed it and was successful, I won. Hell and I yeah. want my athletes to feel that. That's how I coach all my athletes to say, mm-hmm. win before you hit the stage. Do not put the validation of your success in the judge's hands. Yeah, if you win and you get a trophy and a prize, cool. But you need to feel like you won and you need to be self-validated without anyone else's opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's incredible. It, you know, that is probably because obviously athletes, competitors deal with a lot of, you know, mindset things, you know, depression, mm-hmm. anger, self-hate, <laughs> like all these things. And and for you to say what you just said is is a great note to take in. Um, and this is like a true, I guess, factor of, People who want to achieve these goals and do things that they want to do, people around them can support, right? You can have accountability people. If you have a husband, a wife, your family, mom, dad, whatever, they can be there to, to support you and say, you know, keep going or, you know, just keep you up and, and positive. But you're the mm-hmm. one that has to show up and do what you need to do in order to get up on stage and celebrate your moment. You're the one that put in hours and hours and months and years in your physique, in your routine. And that is what people don't ask about, right? Because all they yeah. see is that however long, two minutes, right? You're there for two. Right. This is, yeah. This is years worth of work that I put in for two minutes that you see. And, mm-hmm. and you want to ask me, you know, how good did I do? It's like, you know, obviously you see, I, mean, I did great. Even if right. you took placings out of it, how how was your feedback on how I looked and how I did on stage? Was it great? Well, then that's all I need, you know, right? Like, totally for myself. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, it's such a fun sport, and I think people forget too. You chose to do this. No one is forcing you to step on stage and compete in bodybuilding, fitness, bikini, men's physique, whatever. That is your own personal choice. So you have to remember that. And I have this motto. It's called H two G two. You don't have to. You get to. No one's putting a gun to your head saying, you got to do this competition. You chose to do it. So if you have this negative connotation all the time, if you're like, I have to go to the gym, I have to meal prep, guess what? All your family and friends surrounding you are going to have that same mindset. 
Oh my God, you have to go to the gym again. Oh, you can't go out and eat with us because you're trying to eat healthy. You're giving them the power to be negative about your experience. It's within your control. You don't have to, you get to. Yeah, that's great. It's all, I'm so big on perspective because you can look at something <coughs> in such a, in such a way. And if you were to just tweak how you're taking the information, how you react emotionally, you can see something in a complete different type of, yeah. you know, mindset, which then can help you make you feel more positive and, and self like aware and more, I guess, self love throughout the process as well. But um, totally. I, I, I love perspective. So it's so good that you're mentioning these things. It's, it's great. But um, with, with what you've done and doing all these, you know, competitions, especially on an Olympia uh, stage. Um, and I know you mentioned it in the beginning, but what, whenever you're going from one stage to the next or one year to the next year, like, did you ever really think that what you're doing was something that was going to be possible? No, I'll be honest. Um, and, and here's why I've always been driven by challenges and I remember even just mentioning, oh, I want to try this. I was going to compete. And I had people like kind of in my surrounding saying, yeah, right. You'll never be good at that. So then I was like, oh, okay. Like, I love it. That's all you need to say to light my fire. Tell me I can't do something. It's on. I'll do that. But <laughs> I know, right? It's like, you're just like, oh, I'm going to prove you wrong. Yeah. But I never, um, I just wanted to do it to show people I would do it. Not that I was, again, it wasn't like, I'm going to win. I just wanted to be like, again, I'm going to make changes with my physique. I'm going to show you I can get through the prep. I'm not going to quit. I'm going to go all in and I'm going to complete this goal. So it was more just doing it um, and and trying to see what my body was capable of, of improving on. That's the science behind it was super interesting to me. And so I wanted to do it. And then the other thing is, in so many situations, people are like, oh, hey, you know, you're doing this because you're so happy and you want these goals. I'll be honest, there were times, you know, and initially when I got my pro card, mm-hmm. um, I wasn't sure if I was going to compete as a pro, but I had some crazy stuff happen in my life. And, oh, wow. you know, you can either just go downhill uh-huh. and let it sink you because you're just sad, depressed, whatnot, um, or you can use this as an outlet. And a lot of people get into this sport or get into any sport as a way for them to have that, that distraction. You need something that you can focus on that's positive because there's so much in the world that's negative. There's so much we can't control. Mm -hmm. Something like this was something I could control. I had lost my mom. Um, She passed away from cancer. Mm -hmm. And then shortly after was dealing with a divorce. And just so I kind of felt like my whole world was crumbling down within me. And I thought, no, let me, I can't deal with all this craziness that has happened. But what I can do is find something positive to focus on. I can control my efforts that I put into going to the gym every day, to my prep, to getting to the show date. Those were all things I could control. That gave me a positive outlook. So I didn't, you know, allow myself to dip into this depression or sadness. And for a lot of people, that's what they do. They get into these, into this sports or, you know, sign up for marathons, triathlons or something because they need an outlet. And I think it's great. You know, you've got to find a way, whatever it is to keep your mind in a good spot. 
And mm. you, there's plenty of other things people do. You know, they yeah. go and they turn to alcohol, they turn to drugs, they turn right, to you right. know, crazy stuff. This is a positive outlet. Mm. And mm. so that's kind of one of the things that really drove me to be better because I needed something positive that I had control over and being able to choose what I did in each and every day to get me to this goal mm. gave me that outlet, gave me that hope. Yeah. And so again, you know, a lot of people are like, I just don't feel like I'm in a spot in my life where I can do it. Maybe take a step back and, and reevaluate that statement and go, maybe I need something in my life like this. Right. That gives me that hope that I can do it. Uh -huh. So, you know, a lot of times it's just trying it, trying something new, trying something that makes you feel confident and powerful and strong. Right. And again, like I said, I tried it and I was hooked and I'm like, I'm in this <laughs> for the long term now. Right. <laughs> no, that's, uh, that's perfectly said. And, you know, and I I'm sorry you had to go through the things you went through, you know, and, and they obviously sculpt you to the woman you are now and today. Totally. And, um, and I have, you know, everyone has something going on, right? Everybody has a story and exactly what you just ended with. That's exactly what I tell people all the time. Just yeah. try it out. Just like, what's like you mentioned too, like, what's the worst that could happen? Like, you're just going to do it and you're not going to like it. Okay. Then try something else. If totally you can't fail without trying, you can't succeed without trying. So trying is always right. going to be the starting point and you just need to overcome whatever it is inside your head that's bugging you or or holding you back and you will never know what's on the other side right if you just don't right. jump in it so and i have not yet found anything else in life that will make you feel those feelings that you mentioned powerful strong um just confident other than challenging yourself and your body and your mind inside of training or inside of you know transforming your health and and solely, you know, focusing on a goal and enjoying the process and getting to that goal. And, you know, whenever you take time out of your day to work on yourself, I think that is the only way and, and the most, I guess, prioritized way for you to to find those emotions, you know, that mm -hmm. you working on yourself, you know, that's self-love. Um, Absolutely. And and training has what it seems like for, from you, too, from your story. Uh, my, whenever, whenever I was in high school, so long story short, I was in high school, I was 17 or junior year of high school. My grandma and my mom were like, they're the ones that raised me as, you know, cause my dad was out of the picture since I was a little kid. And then my mom married, but to, uh, this guy had like, you know, he was a good stepfather, but he had like problems of his own and they just kind of like never worked out. So there was a lot of like abuse in the house and mm -hmm. my grandma was like always my outlet, right? My, my happiness. So she gets diagnosed with cancer and she passes away as well. And so then in that moment, I was already training, right? It's something I was doing. And and in that moment, people are like, oh, you know, Matt is just some, you know, meathead or he just likes to train and he's just some fitness dude, whatever. And uh, but in that moment, it's like something that was kind of like saving my life, right? Something that was keeping me yeah. focused on something. And same with you. I never thought that I would be where I am today with the things I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I never, I never planned to go into the military. I never planned to do any of those things. It just kind of happened with, I feel like this scenario in my life. And then a year mm -hmm. after my grandmother passed, then I was kicked out of my home and then there was so much stuff going on. And then a year after that is when I enlisted. And when I enlisted in that point in time in my life, I would say it was like the worst I was in mentally because mm -hmm. I really didn't care whether or not like I would wake up the next day. So, but I never went to alcohol or drugs. I never went yeah. to sort of negative outlets. It was always 
something that was going to be positive. And don't get me wrong. Whenever I was doing what I was doing, it was more of like kind of like self-abuse because I was really like pushing. I was doing too much for my body to to achieve anything. It was more of sure. like I was just training for feeling. So, mm-hmm. but then those things I learned you know, a lot about different things. I learned a lot about having a gym partner and how that gym partner can build me up as I build them mm-hmm. up and, and just how I can be more um, strong and confident and just powerful in my MOS, which is, you know, a combat mm-hmm. MOS and like how my soldiers would, you know, respect me and I was respecting them and people who were higher than me, they, they would respect me just because I took time out of my schedule to just put effort to yeah. who, who I am, you know, and I really didn't look for any of those acceptances or anything. I was just trying to do this for me. And sure. It started to, you know, amplify and increase in different avenues of my life. So it's you always have two options, right? Like either mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to do this or I'm going to this. But like you've mentioned many times that you're in full control over what's gonna happen next. Absolutely. And that's the greatest power. I mean, that's what when things are crazy in your life, you need to feel like you're in control. I mean, that's right. the, where we feel safe. We feel like we're stable in that environment. So mm-hmm. find something that you control that's a positive outcome. And again, you're going to have days that are bad. You're not perfect, yeah, yeah. but you go, okay, well, wait, I can choose to just not focus each day on where I want to be and improving myself, or you can choose not to, and it's going to take you into that depth. But mm-hmm. Again, anything worthwhile doesn't come easy. Right. And you know, with the military, the the saying "embrace the suck." Yeah. <laughs> I love that because that is truly it's like <laughs> I can't tell you how many times in my career, like trying to balance everything yeah. and trying to figure out how the heck am I going to compete again this year at Olympia? You know, yeah. I've had I'm a single mom. I have two boys. I own five businesses. I am crazy busy, mm-hmm. but every year I'm like. This is, I love the challenge. Yes. I love the challenge. You embrace the suck. You realize I've got to prioritize everything. Mm. There are days your body hurts and I'm trying to do these crazy tricks and I'm lean and I'm slamming on the ground. <laughs> and I mean, again, injuries, I've had the gamut, but it's like every time challenges are thrown at me, I'm like, bring it. I will oh, yeah. find a way to overcome this. Mm. And then it's just another experience and another chapter in a book, you know? Right, right. You know, it's, I, I've never liked, okay, I've never liked being told what to do. Um, mm-hmm. So the military was like, it it challenged me to um, kind of like fight with that, right? Like kind of like, because you know, <laughs> it's all they did. You right? have no choice. Uh-uh. So it kind of helped me, um, I guess, be okay with, with that. I started to like, I guess, dial into what that emotion was and how to like span it out or whatnot, mm-hmm. or how, how to be okay with it, how to work with others. And um so, but that also kind of like, you know, helped me internally with what all the things that I'm, you know, doing at the moment. And one thing I've always not liked for other people to tell me is like, Hey, you're doing too much or like, mm-hmm. you know, you, you work too yeah. much or whatever. And it's like, I don't want to, like you mentioned too, like, I don't want to have those what ifs. I don't want to say what well, I should have. Like, I want to be able to have a day where I look back and say, dude, I remember those 20 years of my life where. I was just, I was moving and I was, I was doing this, I was doing that. And I grew this business, grew this business, met this person, met this person, this, you know, my family met them. And it's like so many great things were happening. And, and I did that because I was, you know, I was driven to do so and I wanted to. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that's great. 
And so with what you've done and with what you're doing and in those moments, you know, you are truly defining yourself and you're truly creating the standard that is Whitney that is, you know, you're going to look back and not have those things. So you telling yeah. yourself, like, I don't want to have them. You're making that true because this is what you're doing. You know, you don't have mm-hmm. any leeway to to even think that way because look at what you're doing, you know. And, you know, I don't know about you. Do you ever take time to kind of like step back and look at your life real quick and like see like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe all this is happening. And you are the one that's mm-hmm. kind of like making this stuff happen. Yeah, it's it's kind of rare. I try to do that. Um, regularly, actually, just to, to focus on gratitude. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the same thing like with the have to get to motto that I follow. Right. It's all about gratitude. It's about appreciating what you have and realizing, you know, what you've accomplished and that you have choices to do those things. So you want greatness, but you've got to achieve it. You've got to work for it. And then mm-hmm. more importantly, you've got to appreciate it. But right. yeah, I mean, there's there's times... But I feel like even so, like in college, you know, I was dancing for ASU. I had four jobs. I was going to school full time and I took, um, I was taking 24 credit hours. See, look at you. <laughs> I know. It's like, it's crazy that you took up all you know, 24 hours. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least I don't know if they still do this, but at ASU, if you had a certain GPA, you could uh-huh. take more classes, you know, because the standard is what, 12, but you could take more classes and it was free. Oh, shit. So you doubled it. So I was like, I mean, I had to pay for my own college. So I'm like, oh, hell yeah. This is basically (laughs) a free semester. So you could only take up to 12 max. So for two semesters, I did 24 (laughs) credit hours while still dancing for ASU. And I did four jobs. So like all all part time. But yeah, it was like I look back and I'm like, how on earth did I do it? But you just do it. And so it's the same type thing. I look now, I'm like, I'm running five companies. Mm -hmm. I have two crazy, crazy busy boys who are in sports. They're in school. I'm trying to compete myself. Mm -hmm. I do tons of different project work. And it's like, how do I do this? I don't know. You just, I found a way. But it's, yeah, it's, you look back and you think, I can't believe. But guess what? It, It wasn't like, you kind of forget how hard it was at that moment because you're just happy that you got through it and Uh celebrating those accomplishments. I feel like whatever's on our plate, we always find a way to manage. Mm -hmm. So what it, whatever's there, not that you should always keep your plate full because you got (laughs) to have some time to be like, whoa, but yeah, it's like, you just find a way. And as long as you're enjoying and having fun, then gosh, I could be completely busy and crazy with stressful stuff. These are all Mm. great things. Mm -hmm. So I constantly try to show gratitude and appreciation because again, I could be, I could have no job. (laughs) I could have, my health could be horrible where Mm -hmm. I couldn't do anything. Mm -hmm. Um, I could have children that aren't sick or family members. There's so many things that could be the opposite of where I am right now. So just always trying to show gratitude and appreciation. Yeah, no, that's, that's incredible, especially, you know, someone at your, at your level with the things that you achieved so far, like for you to just, um, yeah, take time and do those things and realize what's happening in the now and it is expressing gratitude, especially for yourself is extremely hard because yeah, when do you ever say, Oh, you know what? I look really good today or Hey, I did really good. Or, you know, we're always our <laughs> biggest, you know, critique, right? We're always, yeah. we're always the ones that yes. put ourselves down. So. Yeah. 
for you to even say and and be grateful for the things that you have achieved with the work that you have done it's that's hard to do because you mm-hmm. never want to look at yourself and think of anything positive for some reason unless you've obviously yeah. unless you've worked and you've you've worked with that mentality and you you know you're chipping away at those negative thoughts and now you're kind of that person where you know i do think positive about myself then that's good that's great um keep right. that going because that's very rare you know so for you to to say that and i think that's important for everyone to take in because no matter if you are someone who works nine to five and just has you know regular life and this and that or just going through and just doing what it is that you do if you're happy and and you've achieved losing 10 pounds and that took you a long time but you did it like you should be grateful for what you've done it yeah. no matter because that's this is your life and you need to be the one to take the steps in order to achieve whatever it is that you want to achieve well and it's that saying again it kind of goes back to don't wait for others to show appreciation or congratulations clap for your damn self yeah. i mean that's what it boils down to yeah. like celebrate your own successes because if you're constantly putting that on somebody else to give you that validation and that congratulations, mm-hmm. it may not happen. And then you've just minimized anything that you've just worked towards. So wow. clap for your damn self. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. If Whitney says it, then it's gotta be true. Man. I gotta do it. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so, <right. laughs> so obviously you are, you know, a go, go, go type of girl and you are passionate. You're in the moment. You love to do what you do. You, you search for happiness. It seems like you, that's what mm-hmm. you want to find these positive moments in your life. And then you find it and you strive that and you, you embrace it and you make it glow and make it bigger and bigger. And then you, you know, push that to other people. Cause that's, mm-hmm. that's how you, you know, especially with just like your smile alone and the way that you move and the way that you move your body. And like, just right now talking to you and seeing you on video, I'm not even seeing you in person, the way that you are, it's like, it pushes out positivity right good good vibes coming out which is great yeah absolutely so for for who you are now what did it take to and i know this could be like a big answer but let's just see what you got real quick what what did it take to become a three-time miss fitness olympia honestly it's not even so much the physical um Mm -hmm. that's that's necessary with any sport for any athlete you have to have that physical component But honestly, it was more the mind to be at the top, to be at the elite level. It's not even about about so much physical anymore. It's about the mental game Mm. and how strong is your mind game? Because um, with my with me specifically, I have broken literally every bone. It seems like Um, I've had 18 surgeries. I broke my neck. Um, I mean, I have a 12 piece metal cage in my neck that they had to put me back together. Was that from flipping? Was that from doing what you did? It was actually from breakdancing. Yeah. So this was just a couple of years ago, honestly. Oh, Um, wow. It was right before. It was nine months before my first world championship title. So I had massive injuries before I even accomplished being number one in the world. But again, even like when I broke my neck, it was, it was so badass. It was this head spin. So cool. So cool. I mean, it hurt, but it was so cool. It it did hurt. I mean, the thing was, it was like, I had it, but then I got, I wanted to go faster. So Uh. I went home one day and got my snowboard helmet and then pulled out carpet. And of course with the helmet and the carpet, you're going to spin a thousand times faster. So I kick up and and spin. But then there were a few times that I just, you know, I didn't flip out of it. My timing was oh, off. Oh, okay. And my neck just kind of went, 
And mm. I didn't realize it right away. I actually, because I'd already had two shoulder surgeries on the shoulder. Okay. And I, I felt the pain, but it was pain in the shoulder because I didn't know it was nerve pain at that point. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I'm going to shut down this skill for now. But then later that afternoon, I needed to do more of my training. So I was learning this new crazy backflip. It was this one-legged gainer backflip. And, <laughs> you know, with new skills, I don't always land them. You bail and you eat the ground like a lot of times (laughs) Uh so that same day i had some major face plants so i still don't know if i broke it in the head spin i think i did and then i think i just irritated it more by landing on my face a few times that afternoon (laughs) but long story short i ended up um losing the feel i was getting numb like a couple days later my arm would go numb yeah and then I'd get, I'd get the feeling back. Then I completely lost all feeling. It was numb all day. And then it just went limp. Oh and, my um, gosh. Yeah. So I had no, I mean, this was just so you're like paralyzed, hanging. Basically. Yeah. It was crazy. Oh my gosh. So, you know, the thing was, is that it was like, I found out, um, I broke my neck and I needed to have surgery. Okay. And everyone was like, um, you know, you had a great career and you know, you'll never be able to come back from this. And again, I love that challenge. And I was like, Yo, I'm not going out like this. This yeah. is not the way I plan to end my career. <laughs> I just broke my so, neck. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, people come back. back from this, right? And mm-hmm. I honestly, I had no, I didn't realize, like, this is a pretty severe injury and people don't get back into the activity like this. Right. Yeah. So, uh-uh. my thought was, well, I'm going to be the first one then because screw that. And, you know, it's like when I was in, it was very, I'm not going to lie. It was so painful because I had to wait for insurance to approve surgery. Right. So there was weeks that I was waiting and it was miserable. And I would be on forums and searching online for even just one success story. Could not find one, nothing. And so I'm like, there is a need. I need to be able to have the surgery, get through it and get back to my activity level just to give people hope. Mm-hmm. So that anyone else in this situation can Google and find out, okay, broken neck and still, you know, becomes a legit athlete. Yeah. Now, I never expected I would come back like I did. I just wanted to get on stage and prove to everyone that I could still get on stage. Right. But I thought there would be no way that I'd be at the caliber that I was at. Mm-hmm. And granted, there's a lot I can't do, but it forced me to think out of the box. Right. And it's like, okay, well. I still can do other stuff. So stop focusing on what you can't do, which I couldn't do a plethora of of skills, Right. but I could do something. So focus on what you can do. And it was a small list at that time. Right. You know, I was still (laughs) trying to get my body strength, my upper body. Uh Mm -hmm. And then, um, so I'm like, everything's going to be lower body and I'm just going to do be jumping and explosive and, you know, kicks and flips where I don't have to, you know, use any of the hands, like back handsprings I wouldn't do. Well, on my journey to, you know, it was nine months from surgery to getting back on the Arnold Classic stage. Right. So a couple weeks out, I had a total mishap in routine training. And on one of my backflips, I landed it wrong and tore my ACL and my MCL. Oh, on the same knee. Yeah. Yep. So I was, I mean, I couldn't even walk. And so I thought this sucks because here, my whole focus has been, I'm coming back. I (sighs) broke my neck, but I'm going to hit the stage. And I thought I can't bow out. So I told my surgeon, 
I, this was, I think, almost just a little under four weeks out from Arnold Classic. I said, oh, I know I need gosh. to have surgery, <laughs> but I got to do this competition first. Right. And he's like, you are crazy. But again, I've had 18 surgeries, so he knows that I'm I could crazy do this. that yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, all right, you're going to do the show because I know I can't stop you. So we're <laughs> scheduling surgery the day after. So oh. I actually kept it under wraps, did not tell anyone about my knee because everyone was already going to be so focused on my, my net. Right, right, right. And, but I actually had to perform with a, a post-surgical metal brace, tried to build it into my costume and just came up with a routine that used one leg and very little upper body. And again, <laughs> just had to be as creative as possible. <laughs> and I ended up winning the show, oh, which my. was just insane but it was like my mind game at that point was uh-huh. screw this i'm gonna get on stage and i'm gonna prove to all of you guys who said i couldn't come back from a neck injury and breaking my neck that i can i'm gonna perform and then later if you guys do find out that i actually had a knee injury too <laughs> then you're gonna be like all right this chick is a no excuse girl see the terminator <laughs> Totally. Well, and the funny thing was, is so if you win, you get interviewed by Arnold. Right. So he comes on the stage to give me the trophy and do the interview. Uh-huh. And he, he looks down and he goes, what is that on your knee? So that's when the whole world found out about my knee. I didn't plan to like explain it yeah. like that. Like, but focus on the neck though. Focus on <laughs> Yes. And I was like, well, actually, just a couple weeks ago, I tore my ACL and my MCL. And um, I'm having surgery tomorrow, so I'm flying out tonight. And he's like, wait, what? So, yeah, it's like a crazy things can happen. But again, you focus on what you can do. Mm-hmm. I couldn't use my right leg and I didn't have much upper body strength, but I still had one. My left leg was working. <laughs> right. And, you know, you just find you find a way you mm-hmm. find a way. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Where do you where do you think that mindset came from it, th- that is very hard to to get especially whenever because most athletes right they get injured oh my career is over it's like mm-hmm. i can't do this no more it's done and and it's hard to get in that space where you think of anything positive whenever you go through an injury because injuries suck as you know obviously yeah, yeah. I- injuries aren't something that you know anybody wants it's it can stop you from doing things that you once did and then you could push your mindset down to say you know i used to do this but i can't do it no more because this injury mm-hmm. but Still, you know, you focus on the things you can do, not the ones you can't. I think that is is such a great motto to live by as well, because that's just what that's what it is. Why are you going to stress about same thing with like dealing with just life overall? Yeah, I hate I hate stressing over or even just having this pull my energy on things I have no control over. Like, Mm -hmm. why am I going to give what I have no control over any energy whenever I can take all that energy and put it to to places where I have control over completely? And so where do you feel like that mentality came from? Like from you growing up and just into those moments, where do you think that was gathered from? How did you create that mindset? I mean, honestly, it's um, so I own a business where I coach a bunch of athletes and just lifestyle clients. Um, Mm -hmm. I coach coach athletes who compete and do what I do. But Mm. then I also am a personal trainer and trying to get people healthy and living their best life, going after their goals, and then being a mom. What I realized is you have to lead by example. So you walk the walk and you talk the talk. So for me, again, these are choices that I made. And I wanted to step on stage and I wanted to experience these things. I never wanted to have the what if. Mm. So in that instance, it's like, okay, 
everyone said my career was over when I broke my neck and it would be, you know, I'd never come back. And I never wanted to have to think back and go, God, I wonder what would have happened if I tried. Right. I want to try uh-huh. and see if I fail. Okay. So be it. I tried. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was appreciate what you have. And again, the injuries through my life have taught me a ton right. because I've realized when I've been down and when we take for granted activity, movement, the ability to just go run down the street, to mm-hmm. be able to go to the gym. When you're injured, your hands are tied. There's only so much you can do. So with every injury, it helped me appreciate the ability when I could do the things that I wanted to and not complain. You know, obviously with a broken neck or, you know, torn ACL, you can't go to the gym. You can't do much. So I was so ready to appreciate it when I was able to. And so that's, that's the mindset for me. You know, again, even though I knew I broke my neck, I had an opportunity. I got invited to the Arnold to compete on the world stage. Yep. I got to try. I got to try. Right. Right. Because I never wanted to look back and go, ah, could I have done it? That's allowing what other people have said to win. Mm -hmm. And if I didn't try, I would never know. So I always am in that mindset, that search for what am I capable of? What can I do? Can I level up and give it your all? And if I can't, I can't, you know, there's plenty of times I try to do things with, you know, I broke my, I've broken this wrist six times, this one, five, my ankles, four and three, my elbows. I mean, literally I've broken everything, but it's like, I would try things and it's like, nope, can't do that. You got to be realistic, but unless you try, you never know. Right. Exactly. And, and obviously not in your favor because you've worked for it, but you got an injury that was your primary focus to showcase. And then throughout that journey, you get another injury and then you still go on stage to, to win completely. And that is just like when people look for facts, right? People, Oh, well, show me this, show me this. Like, so I, so I can know it's true. There's story. This is why I love doing this and talking to amazing people like yourself and competitors or whoever, because you're like walking truth on exactly how that works, how your statements mm-hmm. work, all everything that you've said today. Why is it true? Well, this is like you just mentioned, leading by example, you know, mm-hmm. and and obviously the military, that's all we do. We want to lead by example, because I'm not going to tell my soldier to do something that I'm not willing to do or have had done already because right. then I'm going to lead him in the wrong direction. So, you know, especially you being a mother as well, you're doing all these amazing things to what started from, like you like you said, your your brothers doing what they did, and then going into you know starting training with as an endurance athlete and doing this, and then trying a, a show out, and then going pro, and then doing this, and now you're here, and all mm-hmm. started with one small de- decision, and that's what and how powerful these reactions are is if you yeah take, you just do it, you never know what's gonna happen in the next. If you would have taken your step in the very beginning and somehow you had this opportunity to see your future in the next 20 years and you got that vision and now you're back to where you were like would you have thought like dude i can't believe i did all that well no because you're right. not there yet but <clears throat> it's, it's going to be yours if you just keep showing up and doing what you got to do and keep trying right over and yep. over again keep showing up always no matter, yep. no matter what comes your way right that's incredible whitney you're you're awesome i can't believe you uh that's you have an incredible story. It's your life and your journey is, yeah, is great to talk about. Um, so one thing I always like to ask, especially, especially want to hear from you. So I can't wait to ask you, but, um, whenever it comes down to 
people who struggle with, I guess, self-love or that inspiration that they don't have for themselves and they feel like they just can't do what it is that they want to do, either because they don't believe in themselves or people around them don't believe in who they are and what they want to do, what would be like some good advice that you could give to someone right now that could be suffering from something like that? Honestly, take it as a challenge because like you said, most people don't like to be told what to do. You know, Mm -hmm. we like to control our outcome. So if someone is saying that to you and when you're in a dark place, when you're in a depressed state, it is hard to have that realization and want to fight, but you have to fight. I mean, you have that choice. And even in the moments for people who are in deep depression, during those moments, they have times where they don't want to be there. They don't want to sit in that state. They want to change it. You need to take advantage of those moments where you feel that glimmer of hope and fight and make a decision to fight. Anything worthwhile is not easy. But if you want to come out of that, then you've got to find, you've got to make that choice and and stick to it and say, I'm going to do this. And it could be the simplest thing. It could be, hey, I'm going to show up to work every day. Because again, when people are in bad states of mind, something as simple as going to work is something they battle every single day. Right. But make a commitment. You're going to do it. You're going to have a positive attitude. You're going to try to block out the noise. Use it as a challenge when people are trying to say you can't do stuff and prove them wrong. Because Mm -hmm. that focus and that drive gives you control, gives you the power over your own life to go, no. And all it takes is these little wins to finally put you on that path to going, all right, maybe I'm onto something. Maybe I do have a deeper desire to be better, to do better. And it's just celebrating these small wins that get you out of that that cycle of sadness, depression. It's mm-hmm. very common right now in the world because yep. so much craziness that's going on, but you have control over it. And you also need to realize you're affecting other people, whether it's your family that's around you, maybe it's your parents, maybe it's a loved one, your spouse, your coworkers, your energy is something that everyone can feel. And if you're putting out negative vibes, you're going to attract that. If you don't want to be sad, then you've got to put forth some happiness. You've got to try to be happy. Do anything that's opposite of what you're currently doing. If you're sitting in the house all day, get out for a 10-minute walk. Get some fresh air. Some of those little steps can spark a change that puts you on the right path. The worst thing you can do is stay stagnant. And that actually is truth for everything in life. Mm-hmm. Don't stay stagnant with your job. Don't stay stagnant with your relationships. Don't stay stagnant with your own personal growth and personal development. We always need to be growing and challenging ourselves. That's what makes it exciting. Mm-hmm. So people see these people who are happy, successful, who have it all. They've had to work for it, but yeah. you're just as capable. Mm-hmm. Why couldn't you be just as successful as that person that you're admiring right now? Mm-hmm. Could be in a completely different realm. But you've got to make that deciding factor and choose that that's what you want. And you're going to do whatever it takes to get there. But it's just fighting. It's fighting for happiness, fighting for success. Mm -hmm. And that's where you're going to have the greatest joy. But it's not easy. I mean, let's be honest. It's But nothing, nothing is easy. Nothing Mm -hmm. is easy except doing nothing. Right. 100%. 100%. I could not agree with you. anymore i'm not going to add nothing to that because you said it perfectly incredible um thank you so much whitney for for sharing everything that you did and your story like i said is incredible you are an amazing person what you push out is so great 
And um, and it's it's just so good to have people like you. You know, I think a lot of people need that. And just like you said, you know, you're going to affect other people if you are that one that's negative and this and that. But if you take the opposite effect, then you know, you'll be like Whitney over here where it's just, yeah, <laughs> so you much. never know what you can achieve. Right. You gotta <laughs> just try. <laughs> Even if you break your neck, you gotta keep going. <laughs> right. Obviously it didn't stop me. So <laughs> that's incredible. You're so awesome. Um, so obviously I'm pretty sure if people were just to Google Whitney Jones, they could find you, but I like to hear it from you guys. Where is like the best place for people to find you? If they simply just want to maybe tag you on their Instagram story or even reach out to say thank you for what you've mentioned today. Um, Instagram is probably the easiest in regards to social media. And I'm constantly posting shenanigans and stuff. So (laughs) if you don't like funny and if you don't like craziness, then don't follow me. But um, I can be found Whitney Jones, so W-H-I-T-N-E-Y Jones underscore I-F-B-B pro. Um, Otherwise, you can check me out on my website. It's fitwitjones.com. And that has links to all my um, social media outlets, platforms, email, contact information, a bunch of my different businesses around there as well. So that's the two probably best places that you can find me. Okay, awesome. Yeah, everything that Whitney just said, uh, we will put in the uh, show notes. Everything will be there. So you can just kind of click and go. Uh, like I always say, ladies and gentlemen, always check the show notes, especially when we have guest speakers, because you don't want to miss out all the amazing things that they have to offer that could possibly change your life forever. But um, again, Whitney, it was so great to have you on here. Dang, the three-time Miss Fitness Olympia. That's your, yeah. You're awesome. <laughs> um, so as usual, ladies and gentlemen, I'm your host, Coach Matt, amazing guest speaker today, Whitney Jones. And as usual, y'all get out there, train hard, and live strong. You just finished another amazing episode on the Train Hard Live Strong podcast. If you have grabbed any sort of value from this episode, all we ask is you simply share it out to your Instagram story, Snapchat, send it to your best friend. If you want to know when the next amazing episode or guest speakers are coming on the show, make sure to check out our website, trainhardlivestrong.com. And also, if you want to see the sickest apparel, go ahead and check out athleticbeings.com. We'll see you all in the next episode. Coach Matt, peace.